0: Welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and you're joining me after the Raptors' 111-100 win over the Charlotte Hornets, their first preseason game of the shortened 72-game season. Of course, their first game coming on December 23rd, but you're tuning in after their 111-100 victory over the Charlotte Hornets in the preseason. A note off the top, Kyle Lowry did not play. He's still in Tampa Bay. We do not know why. We just know that he hadn't leave to stay there. So that could be a guy who's taking extra rest, as we've seen with LeBron James. It could be something else. Either way, I'd assume everything's fine with Kyle. So if you're wondering why we didn't see him tonight, that's why. So that's what's happening with him. So early on and overall, I'll just say overall, this game, I thought was a really fun watch. Guys that were expecting good things from, typically, I would say, showed out in this game. And what's better than expecting something from a player in the way of a jump and then they do it. Guys like Paul Watson showing off a little bit of playmaking and making wiggle. Malachi Flynn looking very in control, looking like a guy who could handle the offense in short spurts. Of course it's a preseason game, but who's to say? OG Ananobi, a very improved handle by the looks of it, which means huge things for his game, I think. A handle for him can translate to a lot of different things. Matt Thomas, I mean, the guy came out like a heat pump, showed off significant defensive chops, I think, especially as an on-ball guy. His off-ball stuff, par for the course, but on-ball, a very high compete level. We're fairly used to that, but offensively, I think he just found a lot of space for himself was really clever when reading the defense. If they were playing over the screens too much, he had a back cut into the teeth of the defense and he wasn't scared to finish among the trees. Just great reading on offense. And of course, the three point shot was there. He hit some shots in this one. Of course, we could talk about, you know, the end of bench guys all day because we don't see much of them. They get extended runs in this type of play, these preseason games. But let's start at the start of the game. So The Raptors and the Hornets, I think, were both equally sloppy to start this game out. It didn't help that Norman Powell probably played the worst of almost any player on the court, and that's not a big deal. I mean, he's a vet. He's had success before. He's bounced back a million times his career, but he was seeing quite a bit of the ball. The side top side action kind of stuck with him on occasion. The Raptors... You know, they couldn't score inside the arc, it didn't really seem like. They were relying on that three-point shot, which is why they had a big run in the second quarter. And it just seemed like when the ball swung, it stuck in a guy's hand. They always had to attack a very set defense. It's the first game of the season. There's some grinded-up gears, I suppose. The Hornets, after their lackadaisical start, I would say... They just put the ball in the hands of good players. Gordon Hayward looked like he wanted to establish himself as an offensive threat early on. He's very big. Him going downhill in the pick and roll or in transition, he was able to get to those 10-foot, 8-foot sweet spots that he likes to hit shots from and playmake from those areas as well. So the Hornets, off of that, off of Terry Rozier hitting a couple shots, Devontae Graham actually opened up the game with a classic extended range three-pointer that was part and parcel of his game last season so that was fun Aaron Baines hit a little baby hook shot for the first points of the Raptors season or preseason it depends how much you want to hype up Aaron Baines how you uh, mark that down I suppose but he, he hit a little shot I think that what we're looking for mostly is for the players to show something that we haven't seen from them before or to build on something that we saw sparingly and so outside of the 22-0 run that came after the Raptors sloppy start and the Hornets got their you know got their stuff together the Raptors trounced the Hornets thoroughly they they smacked them and that had a lot to do with three point variance it seemed like they couldn't space the floor at the start of the game as i said trying to attack a set defense not super easy especially when <laughs> They feel like they can rotate over without any penalties or consequences because nobody's seeing those weak side shots. That came around. Pascal Siakam, who in the bubble was over-reliant on his three-point shot, probably didn't quell some of the worries. Everybody at camp, training camp, I should say, everyone around the Raptors is saying he looks great. He didn't have the initial burst or kind of trickery or creativity to get into the teeth of the Hornets defense. But he did hit three really nice pull-up jumpers, all from three-point land. That's a huge part of his game. That's something we want to see. On the other side, Fred Van Vliet. A huge part of his game is his defense, and he had five steals in 16 minutes. He gummed up almost everything the Hornets tried to do in the half court. If it was near the lane, he had a hand on it. If it was a pick and roll, he was blowing it up. OG Ananobi, as I said, really slick moves in transition, he had one of the first baskets of the game when he caught it off of a pin down. There were there was a player shading him coming up, and he had a primary, a little jab step, got his primary a little bit wide. He between the legs dribble and split the two defenders, made a contact layup at the rim, just showcasing more control, more guile, which is huge for a player like OG. It's very, very meaningful. So as the Raptors were getting, you know, kind of dominated early on because of three-point variance, and just terrible, terrible transition defense. Those were the things that kept us going. How the Raptors took this game back was just better depth. I think that the Hornets are fun. They passed the ball. They shared the ball really well in this game. That should be noted. And against a Raptors defense that seemed like it wasn't that engaged, and especially Aaron Baines, who is not very used to playing in the middle of the Raptors defense, That matters. Just getting him farther and farther away from the basket leads to more avenues to the basket, obviously. But Matt Thomas checks in. Terrence Davis checks in. These guys, they bring scoring punch. And Matt Thomas, I think the biggest thing, and I talked about it earlier, is that he's a three-point shooter, and he doesn't want to be in the position that he is just a three-point shooter. He had counters for the Hornets' defense. Those back cuts made them feel pressure at the basket from him, and made them feel pressure at the three-point line. That's awesome, and that's a huge development in his game. It's something he did when he played overseas, but now he's more used to the speed of an NBA game. He's more comfortable playing against the size at the rim. Great stuff all around. The Raptors started playing a more fast-paced, open style of basketball. They're finding more shots. They hit eight three-pointers in the second quarter. They go into halftime with a nice lead. They're feeling good about themselves. We've seen a nice showcase from a few of the nice rotation players. And everything is looking good. That's what we like to see. The second half, the Hornets never came close to the Raptors, really. The closest was at the end of the game. The Raptors end of bench guys, I think, showcasing a really nice development in a lot of their games. Good defense. Maybe not incredible team defense, but a lot of the guys that they signed, are really good stand-alone defenders. Alex Len, he started the second half. He is a plus defender at the rim. He's a very big presence there. DeAndre Bembry, they brought him in as a point-of-attack defender. He's very rangy, he's very aggressive there, and he's very good. Malachi Flynn, he won Defensive Player of the Year for his conference in college. He had a really nice showcase of that position as well. And Paul Watson, who is a sleeper for that eighth man in the rotation, that spot, because he's 6'7", Rangy on defense, can shoot it, has wiggle with his dribble offensively. He got time as well, had a few nice blocks. And Chris Boucher, who had a really, really bad first half, had a much, much nicer second half where this is what he's on the team for, right? Is He's supposed to swat basketballs away from the rim. He's supposed to impose himself a little bit on guys who are driving towards him, scare them off, and occasionally block a three-pointer defensively his footwork is not the best sometimes he gets trapped in the wrong area he has good recovery speed and length but it's not always perfect he's mostly there as like a plus help side guy if he can be and offensively he lets it go from downtown he is a great roll man when he finds the pacing his length his speed he can punch a gap that's all great He was much better in those facets of the game in the second half. He was not good in the first half, but it was nice to see him pick it up. So the Raptors had all of this stuff culminating for them. They dominated the Hornets throughout. It was great to see. And so a lot of the work in this game did come from guys like Paul Watson Jr., did come from Malachi Flynn, who finished with, I think, a game high plus 35. Terrence Davis was also a very big plus in this game. Guys like that doing a lot of work. It was given back quite a bit at the end of the game. Jalen Harris, Henry Allison, Alize Johnson, they got minutes and they gave it up really fast. That's two G League guys and one you know, late second round pick. I like Jalen Harris's pop, just to talk about the guys who are playing in that game. And I like his pop. He has a very quick first step. He was eager to use it. It's just when he's trying to make his way, he's very light. He's affected by bumps a lot. So when he gets bumped in the lane, he doesn't carry through it and kind of burst to the rim. He's getting bumped off of his path. So a lot of his forays with the ball just ended up having to be passed out or forcing up a tough shot. Henry Ellenson cannot really defend at the NBA level. He can score as a big man at the NBA level, but probably not enough to offset the defensive shortcomings. The Raptors are a team who do have A front court opening, if there was a guy to come in and dominate, Elise Johnson, I think he is at 6'7", probably the best rebounder on the Raptors team. That's a really, really good skill for him. It's something he showcased a little bit in this game as the Raptors were giving up the lead, but he also brought the ball up the floor a few times. He's an advanced passer. You saw some of that when he was going into dribble handoff sets, and he made a different play from the handoff and opened up a nice open shot. Jalen Harris, moving without the ball, I thought it was pretty good, but all those guys—they still, in, you know—they have those skills. They do things well, but they just weren't winning those minutes because they're all new to each other, trying to play against Hornets players. Who there is a lot of NBA talent on the other side of the floor. They're just trying to, you know, hold things down till the end of the game, which they did, and it ended up being good. Utah Watanabe, I should talk about as well. Really happy with his performance. I tweeted out that I was hoping he might nab one of those last roster spots on the Raptors. I'm really, really hoping he does it. I think he moves really well within the Raptors' defense and their offense. He's a very smart player, like Fred VanVleet, but not as much. I think he has really active hands in the middle of the defense. If a guy is catching the ball in the lane, he might just get a hand on it, and not to the point where he's fouling a bunch. Offensively, he hit a spot-up triple. I think he finds the seams as an off-ball guy. I liked it a lot. I liked a lot of what I saw from the Raptors today. And Stanley Johnson, I don't know if he's better than Yuta Watanabe. He's certainly a better passer. I mean, Stanley Johnson was at his best in this game when he was making passes and he was the initiator. Is he good enough at that to dictate a change of the pecking order at all? Could he jump over Malachi Flynn? Could he, you know... Does his passing make him more valuable than Paul Watson's scoring if they're looking for something off the bench? And Patrick McCaw and Kyle Lowry didn't even play this game. So I don't think he made a really great case for himself. It's just one game. He's on a guaranteed contract, so who knows? But this is what the preseason is for. These guys are supposed to show out to make their case. And I think what we saw in this one was a you know commensurate Effort given from so much of the Raptors roster, they really dominated throughout, say, for a to 0 run, which is a blip, all things considered, especially when you dominate as thoroughly as they did. A lot of the guys who are supposed to be good were good. The Raptors, they made their way through this game. It's preseason. It's the Hornets. The Hornets basically just wanted their young guys to bring some level of uh, competence to different skills. They wanted to see if LaMelo popped. They, They wanted to see a few different things. And I thought this was great. I thought this was fun. I liked what I saw from the Hornets as far as shaking a lot of players off ball, passing once they got going downhill, good ball movement. And for the Raptors, I think a lot of impressive standalone performances and more than the Hornets had. And that just, that culminated in a dominating performance. The top quick reaction comment is from Robin. He says, or she says, biggest takeaway is OG looks more confident and smarter with the ball. Don't know if he's ever had 10 attempts in the first half before. And Flynn looks like a more finished product than I thought. Okay, so agreed about OG. A huge indicator of a guy who's about to make a jump on offense is that he's finding more shots without anybody force feeding him. So this means that OG, his teammates, are more inclined to pass him the ball in advantageous positions. It means that OG is more capable of taking the advantages that he already had and turning them into shots instead of a mishandled dribble that leads to him passing out and resetting. He's, he wants to shoot the ball more when it comes to him if he has a sliver of space. The indicators are there, and the skill development is there too. He went one, from four, one for four from downtown. That's obviously one for four is not a sterling number, but he had a three. We've seen him hit threes at a very steady level for three years in the NBA now. I don't think that's a big deal. And one for four is nothing to ring the alarms about one way or the other in a game. But yes, agreed. OG looked fantastic. I loved his core presence. Malachi Flynn, as I talked about earlier, yes, I thought he did a fantastic job. He really impressed me. There is his handle is really tight. He can turn the corner on a guy really fast. And I thought he made good second-level reads as a passer. I was impressed with his game. And as far as a Reggie Evans award, I think it has to go to Fred. The man brought it defensively in a preseason game right off of a massive contract. If that's an indicator of where he's at and how he wants to improve and play his game, that's, that's great. And it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that he's willing to gum up at any point in time bet on yourself steady Freddy, superlatives nicknames adjectives that are positive whatever you want to give to him he's gonna do it all i was not super impressed with his playmaking towards the bucket but i think his his playmaking to the seams or getting into the seams of the court and then playmaking to the corners still a really impressive part of his game and defensively man he really brought it so i was really happy with him Five steals, that hustle. It gets you the Reggie Evans Award. But that's it. Game one of the preseason is over. I've been Samson Folk. I hope you enjoyed this walk through the game. I hope you'll continue to enjoy this season with me because I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it. I hope you have a lot of fun listening. And I hope you enjoy that. I'm the fastest podcast gun in the West. This quick reaction comes quicker than most. So thank you again for listening. Whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day, and goodbye.